Wesh, wesh, everybody. It's your boy back with the Feedback Podcast. And in this episode, I sit down with the beautiful Lauren McKenzie, who's a bartender over at Brew Exchange on West 6. And we're going to talk about, you know, where she came from, uh, how she got into the bartending business, uh, some of the things that she sees from behind the bar, you know, her pet peeves and do's and don'ts when it comes to bar etiquette. So overall, a good conversation. So look forward to it. So let's go. And we're live. This is back with the Feedback Podcast, and I have the honor, the pleasure to sit across the gorgeous and beautiful and uh, talented. <laughs> I don't know about all, bar, bar, all that. Bar, uh, Come on, you're an artist. You're a drink artist, if you want to call it. Mixologist. I yeah. <laughs> Mixologist, that's the thing. Sure. <laughs> Lauren McKenzie, thank you so much for being here. Tell my mom that. I'm an artist. <laughs> yes, that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> so, uh, how you doing? Doing well. Doing, doing well. good? Excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. I know traffic sucks, but uh, it uh, it means a lot. It means a lot. And you're our first uh, female guest, first bartender, and we want to get all of your experience, just out of the stories, because I know it's it's tough to deal with uh, drunk people. It's, the... it's fun. It's fun? It's it's sometimes frustrating and sometimes very entertaining. Like 50-50 or like 70-30? I would say... 25 obnoxious and 75% awesome. So. I would think the opposite because I'm on the other side and I see this stuff and I'm like, no, people are, you're lucky then. Well, it's all how you take it. Sometimes people have a really short fuse and if you do and you don't like people, then you really shouldn't be in the service industry. I happen to find people to be really entertaining. So even when they're drunk, they're even more entertaining. So I really don't mind it. Unless you become a drunken asshole and I would say fewer people become drunken assholes and more people become drunken idiots, which is fine by me, as I, long as you're not a jerk. Wow, because I see them all the time. Well, let, let me ask you this then. How did you how did you get into uh, bartending and all that? Um, I guess it goes before bartending. I got into the service industry in high school. Um, I, wanted, I was a hostess a few nights a week at a local crab house, uh-huh. and I just needed a nighttime job for part-time play money when I was like a senior in high school. Was it here in Austin? Or was... This was in South Carolina. Oh, okay, cool. So I uh, did that for a few years. It, I was just measly hostess, but then eventually I became a waitress at a different, different restaurant. Um, worked my way as a waitress and a cocktail waitress for a long time. Lived in Boston. Mm-hmm. And I was doing um, bottle service, like cocktailing, which when you're a bottle service girl, you do make drinks, but you only make them for your table. Right. So you pretty much serve them the bottle. You can pour either vodka, cranberry, but it's very easy, basic bartending, more like cocktail waitressing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And I always attribute it to the greatest lie I ever told. What is that? I really, really wanted to become a bartender really, really badly because bartenders make more money. There's way more flexibility with bartending. There's also the, I'll explain later if you want, but the control aspect of bartending versus being a server. Um, oh, no, no, go ahead. Get into it now. I want to hear this. Okay. I want to hear this. Cause I haven't okay. heard that theory. <laughs> well, I was talking to a friend where I was actually just talking about it the other week who is a longtime server and she works at the Roaring Fork and she uh, really, she makes a lot of money. She really enjoys it. Uh-huh. And she was saying, ah, man, I could never be a bartender. I really like serving. And I was like, man, I will never go back to serving. I love bartending. And even though my hours are worse and a little more, you know, they're definitely late, later yeah, nights. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I enjoy bartending because I have control versus as a server, the customer's always right. You are at their beck and call. If they don't like oh, something, you have to redo it. Yes. Okay. I see. Whereas a bartender, if you're drunk, I cut you off. I can make your drink strong. I can make it weak. I can hook you up. I you, can get to, you get to talk shit. Yeah. Like I'm, I can be like, I can serve you when I'm ready to serve you and like skip you if I don't want to. Or, oh man, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> they, they come to me at the bar versus me having to wait on. So it would be, I'd probably be a terrible server now if I tried to revert back to serving. Probably. <laughs> But wow, yeah, I, I, I never thought of it that way. That's, so it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of nice. You definitely have more, there's more autonomy in it, but there's, yeah, there's, I'm more of, people look up to the bartender because they want the bartender to like hook them up or whatever. Exactly. But you treat your server like shit, so it's. That, yeah, there's no, I mean, it's, it's service industry, but yeah. it's really, well, I'm serving you, but you know, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I didn't never thought of it this way. See, I'm learning. So. I, I would never be a bartender. <laughs> like I said, like I told Chris, I'm like I would never be a bar manager. I told Kiss Slice, I would never be a DJ. I would never be a bartender. <laughs> I have, I, I don't. I see jerks all the time, and I'm like, when I'm out, and I'm like, no, I can't, I can't deal with that. I, I'd rather just be in my corner and not worry about it. So go back to your, uh, to your resume. My great, my great lie. <laughs> I, uh, so I had been in the service industry for a few years at this point. I'd been mm-hmm. serving and cocktailing and even hostessing in high school and. I really wanted to bartend, and I was about to turn 21, uh-huh. and so I could finally get behind a bar. And in South Carolina, or actually in Boston too, and I think even here in Texas, you can technically bartend under the age of 21. You can't drink, but you can get your like TABC licensing or and and work behind a bar. Right. Um, so I had moved to Boston. I was turning 21. I was ready to bartend mm-hmm. i'd watch people doing it for a long time when like working in restaurants and were you bars. like shadowing people and then taking well, notes pretty much as a cocktail waitress you wait at the service bar when they make you your drinks and i was always paying attention and studying what they were doing and i really wanted in on that i wanted to be the bartender i'm gonna be that one day yeah it's my dream i was <laughs> like well i mean you can't find a better job in college i was in college at this point uh-huh. working nights again i needed nighttime cash in hand right. going to school during the day and um like, I want to be a bartender. And because people don't look down to the bartender like they do it to their server. That is true. So I um, I started working at this nightclub and I was doing this bottle service and they were always getting booked out for sorority events, whatever. They were getting booked out for Christmas parties, whatever events, because it was a really big venue. Uh-huh. And they always had these stupid parties and none of the bartenders wanted to work because you don't make that much money. They're kind of autograded and they're usually for some obnoxious, like, MIT fraternity or something terrible like that. So I told my boss. Ugh, the word alone. Yeah. <laughs> I told my boss. I was like, I don't know if you know, but I used to bartend back in South Carolina. I didn't ever bartend in South Carolina. I was like 19 when I lived in South Carolina. But I lied to my boss at this club I worked at. And I was like, I used to bartend in South Carolina. But all you had done was. All I had done was cocktail. cocktail yeah. right? But I was like, if you ever need me in a pinch. I'll work behind the bar and I can fill in at one of those parties or something that nobody else, you always have a hard time staffing. Just let me know. I'm here. Put it out there. Because it's so hard to break in. Nobody wants to train a bartender. Once you've been trained, uh-huh. you can get a bartending job anywhere. But it's really hard to make, like, break past that. Uh-huh. Um, so I just fibbed. <laughs> so, so he just hooked you up. He said, hey, I, I need you one night. We got this yeah, fat party. Sure enough, exactly. And then were you stressed? I mean, Oh, yeah. He called me up. This was like a few months later. I'd kind of thought I'd forgotten about it because I just kind of mentioned it in passing. Uh-huh. 
he called me up. He's like, oh, we got this stupid Christmas party. It was Christmas time. He's like, oh. do you? He's like, do you want to work it? I need an extra person. And I was like, yes. I was like, yeah, don't you forget? Oh I my went, God, it's coming so, true. Yeah, I went to Barnes and Noble and I bought all the like cocktailing, bartending, du- bartending for dummies books oh. and stuff. <laughs> I like bought the cheesiest bar key and shaker that nobody actually You were training uses. at home with bottles? Oh, and, yeah. And I was making flashcards with different ingredients and different... Dude, and you it, know, it could be like an 80s montage right there. Yeah. <laughs> it was... And I was definitely stressing out, but I just winged it, and of course, it was a lame party, and it was pretty much just Bud Light drinkers and vodka sodas, so it was really easy bartending. Oh, oh you got... Man. And I got so lucky, pretty much, so I... I looked like I knew what I was doing because it was the easiest bartending ever. Uh-huh. I wasn't making shots or anything. It was like pouring wine and beer. Um, so he asked me again to do it another time. And then another time. And then eventually I was working behind the bar. And then you never left. And then I never left. Yeah. So you went from South, North Carolina or South Carolina? South Carolina. South, South Carolina. And then you came to Austin when? I, uh, I was 20. I grew up in South Carolina and I started college there. Uh-huh. And uh, I kind of had this... I call it quarter life crisis, where it's just, this isn't, I don't want to go. get those? <laughs> I didn't get I that. Know. <laughs> I did, I guess. <laughs> this is going to sound even cheesier. No, go ahead, go ahead. But uh, you know that song? It's by Augustana. Um, it's called I Think I'll Go to Boston. Mm-mm. It's Again, I'm not from here. I don't know any yeah, it's these a, folk songs. It's a <laughs> cheesy, I guess, like alternative song. And uh, when it came out, I was like, oh, man, I'd, I'd love to start a new life and go to Boston. So I applied to school in Boston, got in, and went up to Boston for a little while. And bartended there. And bartended there, went to Northeastern University, and then spent a summer in Alaska and was hooked. So I moved to Alaska. Wow. And then there was, there was a call here in Austin that brought you here, or what was it? I was really tired of the cold weather. And I'd always heard good things about Austin. Okay. I had actually never been to Texas, but everyone said Austin is a young music city, lots to do, college, town. And I was like, that sounds like what I want to do. So you, when you got here, you started where? At the, I met you at Six Lounge. Six Lounge. That was, was Lounge. Yeah, that was my where I first worked. And I worked there for a year and a half. And then now I've been at Brew for almost a year and a half. Wow, man. So, but I actually I never made more money bartending anywhere than I did in Alaska. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's not it's daytime all the time and people don't care and they just drink. They think there's actually a pretty strong economy in Alaska. There's a lot of oil money and slope workers and army guys and what do they do? They drink and spend a lot of money. So the wages were higher. I think I got nine dollars a minimum wage uh-huh. for bartenders, which here in Texas is like two fifty, and then plus tips and tips are always really good. And so what do you? Um, so six hours now brew exchange. And now you leave into the other side of the world. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, pretty nice, pretty nice resume. I mean, if, if that was your dream, you live in your, you live in your dream right now. Well, I never thought I was going to be a bartender forever. I was going to school, and it was something that was great when you're young and single. Yeah, um, going to school, flexible yeah. hours. If I need a day off, I can switch a shift. I just request off. It's it's easy. You mm-hmm. leave with cash in hand. But then, all my parent, all like my family and peers were. You know, friends were graduating and getting these like entry Great level jobs. jobs that they well they hated. They were making shit for money and uh-huh. working, waking up to an alarm, and I was making better money than them and sleeping in and doing what I wanted during the day. And I was like, I'm not gonna rush into finding a career yet. So I've just enjoyed it, and I can do it anywhere. It's allowed me to to travel. Yeah, and, exactly. 
move wherever I want. Exactly. And every place I move, I'm able to meet a lot of people being in the service industry. You're constantly coming into contact. With. I got I got to say like the the um, I think service industry people uh are the most fun people that I know. I mean, I've got to meet a lot. I mean, I, like again, I was talking to Chris the other day. Um I mean, everybody from you know, bartenders, DJs, bar, uh, bar, there's there's the thing is I see it as you have to you have to work at night when we're partying. Mm. You put up with all this stuff. So when it's your time to have your fun, you gotta go balls out. Oh yeah. I go crazy. And I love it. I love I love to see uh people who are usually behind the bar come on to the other side. I'm always like, oh my God, it's so good to see you on this yeah. side of the bar. I mean I've I've probably told you this before. Uh but yeah, I love I love it. I love it. I love it. But um Unless you're having a bad day, when when bartenders have a bad day, oh, yeah. oh, you can see it on their face. And and I've heard, uh, I've done the biggest mistake once. I told a bartender to smile. <laughs> oh, you're laughing. Sure. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind it. But some some people oh, yeah. get pissed off. Oh I yeah. Can... It's just uh, I don't know. It's kind of it's 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 rough. And 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 the thing is, I'm standing there and I'm. Like I said, I, I've met a lot of bartenders, mm. and I respect. Seriously, I'll give you a hand. <laughs> we're not that cool. No, come on, really? There wouldn't be a party if you were not there. That's true. I mean, a good bartender should always be in a good attitude. If a bartender is in a obviously bad mood, I would say eight times out of ten, it was a customer that made her or her or him in that bad mood. Yes, it's usually somebody did something to completely frazzle them and piss them off, and usually that it's hard to come back from someone being really rude to you and then all of a sudden turn around and be happy again. Exactly. exactly. So you kind of got to like, take a, take a deep breath. Cause you're going to run into those people that are just outlandish and, and terribly rude. And I had a guy curse at me. If you want me to tell you this story. Oh, go ahead. By all means, this is what uh, this is for. I, well, what, when was it just recently? This was, I don't know, probably like five months ago. Okay. It was at Brew Exchange. Uh, Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday, Sunday. It was Sunday. a Saturday night, busy, kind of in the middle of our peak, probably like midnight. Uh-huh. Um, and at Brew Exchange, our policy, we don't hold on to cards when we start tabs. We swipe them and we give them back. It's a lot less liability for us. We yes. don't hold on to debit cards. We don't, we're not responsible for any lost cards. And for, we, those, and, and for those who haven't been to Brew Exchange, it's right there on the 6th and Rio Grande on West 6th. And on, on any given weekend, it is packed. And there's, what, three or four of y'all in that Behind the behind the bar. Well, Three. there's on each end. So there's probably six, seven total on the weekend. It's a pretty. Yeah, but it it still looks like you guys are running left and right because the place is packed and it's one of those things. So go it's ahead. A, yeah, it gets pretty busy and hectic, particularly when we're in our full swing of uh-huh. Saturday night. And this older gentleman, he had been coming. He was sitting kind of my side of the bar. Uh-huh. He was sitting at a table, but he kept coming up to me to order drinks all night. I was helping him. Uh, then at the very end of the night, he went to close his tab, so I closed his tab and gave it to him. Now, keep in mind, I never had the card. When I started his tab, I swiped it and gave it back. Uh-huh. So right now, I'm I'm closing his tab, but I'm just handing him the the sheets to sign, the slips to sign. Yeah, yeah. So he gets the slips, signs it, and is like, "Where's my card?" And I was like, "We don't have it. I, I gave it back to you when we started the tab." And I'm turning to my other customers because I've got people stand, standing backed up at the bar. Right. So I can't chit-chat with him. I was like, I don't have it. You probably have it in your pocket. I'm going to help other people. So I'm helping other people. And he goes, I don't have it. Are you calling me a liar? And just exploded on me. And I was like, I don't have it, sir. 
it's not our policy to keep the cards. We don't even have anywhere to put the cards. We give them back. Uh-huh. So I was like, I, it was on the bar, handed it to you. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Check your pockets. Your, his wife was there. Um, and he just flies off the handle. He's like, you can't. have my card. He started like cursing at me. I won't curse on your podcast. No, you can. You can. Go ahead. By all means. Yeah, this, is, was, uh, <laughs> this is for grown folks. So kids. He was uh, like, you're calling to- me a fucking liar. You have my card. And just unleashed on me at the bar. And I was like, what? Like, and I'm also busy at this point. And everyone at the bar that's standing around the bar uh-huh. waiting for their drinks, their jaws are on the ground. And they're all of a sudden feeling really bad for me. Sure as shit, his wife had taken his card and put it in her purse. So the wife never came up? So, of course, he's like yelling at me. And she walks up and he's looking for, you know, she didn't remember that she had put it in her purse. He's like, look, there's a lot. He's like, I don't have it. Just reaming me a new one. And I have to go to get the manager at this point because I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't, I don't have your card. <laughs> So, I I don't know what to tell this man beyond that. So, I'm like, stopping everything I'm doing. People are waiting at the bar. I have to go get a manager to talk to this guy and tell him, we don't have the card. If you dropped it, that's on you. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Was he drunk? I mean, he he had had a few drinks. I don't know. I think he was just that type of person, that volatile or something. See, is the reason why I won't do your job ever. (laughs) Stuff like that. So, of course, then his wife, like, light bulb goes off. She's like, oh, I put it in my purse and pulls it out. Oh, please, you took a picture of his face. Oh, he didn't even say he was sorry. He turned around and left. No shit. Yeah, nothing. So I was like, like, woosa, count to ten. No way. I would have grabbed somebody and said, look, bitch, you owe me an apology. But how it works, I mean, that guy, he didn't tip and he was a jerk and he yelled at me and cursed at me, which is uncalled for. I wouldn't even... So he didn't didn't even tip? No, well, because when he signed his tab, he, at this point, had thought I had stolen his card, I guess. Because he signed He's like, where's my card? So I didn't get a tip on it. It didn't get anything. He totally frazzled me. But everyone else at the bar saw what happened mm-hmm. and felt terrible for me and tipped awesomely and were like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. What a jerk. So you have the good and the bad. You know, it all evens out in the end. Wow. So what are then, this is a good uh, segue then. What actually pisses you off? I've ne- Okay, I got to say this first. I mean, I've known you for a few years now, um, and I've always... You know, I always take care. I always take care of you. I mean, everybody, all yeah. the bartenders I know. Um, and but I've, I don't think I've ever seen you mad, pissed, angry. Not even like a frown. Nothing. And I'm like, there's no way. It's like Chris Doss. Chris Doss you never seem pissed. But you're like, no. There's got to be those moments that like you got to catch it. Like it's the thirty second of the month. It's like one of those. Yeah. It, it, it's got to happen. So I'm it curious. Does. I mean, it, I would say it's few and far between. I, I genuinely like what I do. Uh-huh. And both the places that I've worked in Austin, I've, I've really liked the people and that I work with and the people that I work for. So that has a lot to do with it, too, your work environment. Uh-huh. Of course. Um, so I'm there with my friends kind of partying, even though I'm on the inside of the bar. So it's a good work environment. For the most part, I, I don't dread going into work. I'm happy. I'm happy to go into work and make some money. All right, get to the best stuff. But <laughs> occasionally there are, there are like trigger points that customers can do that just... You're like, ah, oh, this is, you are such a rookie bar goer. You have no, like, social skills. But if it's really, really busy, this is one of my biggest ones because it happens all the time. Aha. You're busy at the bar. I want to see that. I might try it on you. Go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're, it's packed. Someone waves you down. So you come over to them. W- waves with money? Or well, just money like, or, like, waves yeah, your yeah. hand. Just try, you know, they're, they're clearly grabbing for your attention. Right. You come over to them. You're like, what can I get for you? And you're hurried because it's busy. And they turn around to their friends like, what do y'all want? 
Anybody, what, what are y'all drinking? Can you get? I'm like, you're so annoying. Like you wave me over and you don't even know your order. So now I'm standing there waiting for him to figure out what his five friends want to drink, and he orders them one at a time, of course. Yeah. And then I give him the total, and you know him or her, and I'm like, it's thirty water, thirty whatever dollars. And she has to dig through her purse for her wallet, or he has to like, you know, I'm like, good gosh. Do you ever get the? Uh, What's your cheapest drink? Streepest, strongest drink? Oh, all the time. <laughs> What do you say to that? I I just pour them weak. <laughs> <laughs> what What about uh? You know, okay. Uh, well, people who tell you, ah, oh, that can you? There's, there's not. I can. I can't even taste the alcohol. You know, can you? Can you pour some more in there or something? If If they tipped me. Yeah, um, but you expected to tip you when they say that. Um, I, if they're being nice or uh -huh. um. It, I guess it depends on my mood. If they're kind of a jerk and they're not tipping and they've been obnoxious all the night, then I won't do it. But if I'm really busy and it's just not worth arguing almost, I'll just pour some in there, like even if it's a drop, just like yeah, just get them out of my way because yeah. I want to serve somebody else and make money. So your, your thing is really you got to be quick. Yeah, I mean, the, so, you have to pick your battles with that sort of thing. Sometimes it's just easier if somebody doesn't like their beer. Or, oh, I didn't like this after all. Just some screw it, make a new one. It's... Or, or people who ask you, uh, make us something good. Make something fun. I don't yeah. mind that so much. I will say the the birthday shot thing. That's annoying. Aha. I was getting to that one, actually. Yeah. People, I mean. It's my birthday. You work in a really busy bar. Everyone has birthdays all the time. On any given And it's weekend. not one. It's like five or six of them. Yeah. You'll, on a Friday, Saturday night, you'll, you'll experience like three bachelorette parties and several birthdays. And it's my birthday. What can I get for free? And I'm my favorite response is, it's my birthday, too. You want to buy me a shot? And they're like, uh, no. Do you have like rebuttals for every single one of those? Sometimes my favorite once there was like a guy in his 40s, old man. He's like, It's my birthday. Do I get a free shot? And I was like, If you were a 21 year old girl, maybe. No, I'm not giving you a free shot. Are you kidding me? What are you turning? 45? No. He had a hat on with like, It's my birthday. I was like, come You're on. a grown ass man. Buy your own <laughs> damn drink. Come on now. Or, or, or things like, You know, hey, can you, uh, can you hold, can you hold my purse behind the bar? Can you hold my jacket? I do that for friends. Because I get it, it's it's a pain in a packed bar and it's cold out and you have layers and jackets, for so you don't want to lose it. But for a random customer, if it's a weekday, I don't mind doing it because we're slow. But mm -hmm. on the weekends, drinks are flying, water's flying, grass is like glass is breaking. It's just, it's I'm too busy to worry about getting your for like your purse back and forth and worrying about where it's stored. There's too much going on behind the bar. So have you ever had uh, someone ask you to take a picture of them? Oh, yeah. I don't mind doing that. Usually they're sweet and they just want a picture with a bartender or whatever. whatever. No, no, not you in it. You take it. Oh, yeah. That happens too. If I'm not busy, I'll do it because I don't mind. So never catch you when you're busy. If I'm really busy, it's just, it's hard. To, you're, you're stopping me from working and making money exactly. to take a picture. And most people don't do that. If it's, most people have enough sense to know not to stop a bartender that's in the mi middle of making drinks, not to. Yeah, but then again, I mean, you always have, like, I was, uh, I actually wrote about it on feedback. Uh, I think it was at Malverde. And um, it was this, the like, th think of your quintessential hot chick. Yeah. Sorry, she's blonde. <laughs> Blonde, tan, big boobs. Blonde, yeah, all of that, right? Yeah. So she has this kind of I'm entitled kind of thing. She's there with her friends, uh, two guys, and and the two guys, 
She sends the two guys to the bar. I'm saying she sends, like, she actually said, Pep, Pep, please yeah. go to the bar. Fetch, <laughs> ding, me, ding. Pe, pe, uh, fetch me some alcohol, please. Anyway, the guys go to the bar. And the guys are actually cool. Like, they're patient. They're not snapping fingers or anything, mm-hmm. right? And then um, it was really busy because at Mar Verde, they only, always only had uh, two bartenders. It was really busy Saturday night. And uh, it's taking too long. But the guys are just chilling. Yeah. And then the entitled bitch shows up. <sighs> And this is the most I'd never seen anybody do that in my decade, sorry, of going out. Yeah. She took her empty glass with like three ice cubes in it and shook it at the bartender. Oh, yeah. That stuff is annoying. I had never seen that in my life. I've seen like money, like, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, snapping fingers or calling if you know the name or say, hey, hey, hey. Even yeah. that can be annoying. I'm sure that could be annoying. But the whole like she grabbed her glass and go, chicken just like, barkeep, please yeah. refill my. Ah, oh, this is. I, I wouldn't know how to deal with that, and I applaud you for it. You honestly, I would say that most customers are not like that. You do have those people, like the guy with the credit card, like yeah. that girl, that just have no. So, like social mores are like they they don't they don't know how it works and they don't know how to. They're just rude. Yeah, I mean that, that's 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 what it, I mean. How hard is it to go out, have a good time, and not be a dick? Yeah. I mean, when even when it comes at a conversation with with Slice uh, on my first uh, podcast, you know, if you request a song, don't be a dick. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're a bartender, don't be a dick. If you're uh, at the door, don't argue with the door guy. That's, yeah. that's stupid. But what I see is that a lot of people don't really give a shit because it's you're basically there for them yeah they're not there to make you money uh but you're there for them you're it's service industry so you service me i choose to be in this establishment and everybody's at my yeah that can call exactly so you know dj play this song oh can you turn the music up behind the bar hey hold my purse hey this drink is not strong enough hey buy me a shot it's my birthday hey take a shot of me uh, uh, take a picture of me. Hey, let's play this this tab five ways. Yeah. You know, you definitely you experience that. But I will say, more than you see that, you meet a lot of cool people. I've met so many cool people working in the industry. I've had so many shots bought for me yeah. from folks and nice notes. And most people are funny and want high fives from the bartender. The you know, people. they're in they're in good moods and. You know, and you never hear about those things. Everyone bitches about the people that are obnoxious at the bar because yes. those people stand out. Exactly. But most people are... fuck it up for everybody. Yeah, most people are really not like that. And so, yeah, you'll... I mean, I've definitely been frustrated behind the bar, but most of the time, I'm in a good mood. I like what I do. And I've got such a tolerance now for those people yeah. that act like that that I just... I'm like, it, oh, whatever. Like, you're making yourself look like a dick in front of everybody else in the bar that just watched you behave like this, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get more uh, people, more bartenders on this mic and, and have this conversation. But like, I, like I've had over the years, and I, I think, I don't know if I did it consciously or not, but I have my way of getting to know the bartender. I probably uh. did it with you. I did it with Michelle. I did it with Peyton. I did it with a, bun- a bunch of bartenders. Is I have kind of my, my rules. Uh, number one, just say how you hi or if if it's not busy yeah i always introduce myself or say hey how you doing yeah what's your name and then they know my name 
you know, this is what I drink. If it's not busy, otherwise, yeah. of course. But one thing I, I've learned is that if you just say please and thank you. It goes, it's so cliche, but it goes so No, far. seriously, yeah. something, something that your mom told you, yeah. taught you when you were a little kid. Please and thank you is like, no, nobody gives a shit. It's like, hey, give me my drink. And I've actually had a bartender once uh, turn around and say, did you just say please? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that oh, it stands and, and, out. Yeah, people, and he remembered yeah. me. The next time I came, he was like, all right, I got you. Oh, yeah. People, I definitely know the people that are really nice, and I remember them, and I take note of when they are. Because mm-hmm. um, that's how you get to meet people. I've met so many neat people that I've ended up, when I move to another bar, they'll follow me there, and they become my regulars there. And Look, I've, 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 we follow you. I mean, it's... It, I have a friend, uh, he's not like a friend per se, but I met this older gentleman at a bar one night uh-huh. telling him I'm moving to Australia and he, he has family over there that owns this club and we ended up exchanging emails. and Exactly, he's come you to, never know. Yeah, he comes into Austin now like once every two months for work and he comes in and sees me, tips me big. You, yeah. And just from having a conversation, being nice, you, you meet a lot more people doing that then. Yeah, I mean, there's more, I mean, the the... the 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 ways to really get you know I guess bartenders on your side is be, is doing simple stuff like sometimes I just walk in it's dead but I still come in say hi yeah you know get a, let's do a drink to, let's have a shot together whatever just talk for a little bit and then be on my way and it pays to know the bartender if you're planning oh. on regularly like like frequenting a bar and tip oh yeah you if you tip well if you're polite the bartender is going to take care of you too. Oh yeah, I know. and people get sometimes frustrated because when my friends or regulars or good customers are at the bar, I'll go to them first, and um, they're like, "Ah, oh, hey, you went to him," and I'm like, "Pays know the bartender." <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, I, get I, to know me. And I, then... I've I've had that. Um, I think it, I forgot where it was, but I could be like, I was behind. There was like a whole line of people in front of the bar, and I was in the back, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my friend Mike saw me, and I, I I just went like this. I just raised my finger. He was like, I got you. I know what you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he skipped like five people <laughs> in front of me. And he was pouring their drinks. He was pouring their drinks, and then he put mine uh, uh, on the side. Of, uh, on the side, And then, so he poured theirs, and then, and then he poured mine. And then the guys were like, Dude, is that is is that one for us? Because that one has a lot more alcohol. <laughs> and then, and Mike goes, no, no, that's for the guy behind you. He takes care of me. I take care of him. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Especially when if it's a let's say it's a new bar, you know, you might not know everybody behind the bar, but you you want to get it to where, you know, one you want to take care of them because they'll take care of you, yeah. and you want to be you know friendly and all that stuff. But uh, I mean, yeah, there's 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 a few ways that you can, you know. Eventually, get a, get hooked hooked up. Yeah. I guess is the word. And like you were, you mentioned earlier, people that are in the service industry mostly are very cool. Yeah, there, there's all these stigmas and stereotypes that bartenders are drunks and they're uneducated, and you know that's hell no, that's so not true. Most people I work with have degrees, and they just do it because they're social people and they enjoy people and they like their schedule, and they like the flexibility of it, and and. Like I said, they're more fun. They don't, people that are in the service industry are generally social animals, and they're, they're good at conversating. They're funny. You have oh, to be yeah. kind of a natural salesman to be in it. And I've met all of my, pretty much all of my best friends through bartending and mingling. And yeah, it's a cool, it's not people that are uptight with nine to five jobs or 
it's usually not. What do you got against people with nine to five jobs? No, but no, no but like are like silver spoon kids. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, like laid course. back people's people. And no, I mean like like I, like I, I've said that many times. Like most of the people that I've met, um, the best people, the coolest people I've met since I've been in Austin are people I met downtown, and most of them work there. Mm. You know, and it's a totally different. Uh, mindset that, like as you said, then people who just you know work you know work nine to five, they do the same thing. Like Chris was saying, they they will do the same thing just later. Yeah, they don't have to put put on a suit, but it is work. Yeah, but it's fun work, and you can tell, and you can tell, you can tell someone who's doing their job and they're happy. When you see a DJ spin and they're dancing at the same time, you're like, look, this is dope. If you see a bartender smiling and joking around and high-fiving and taking shots and all that stuff, you're like, well, yeah, I want to be here. I want to take care of that person. I want that person to take care of me. So you do, you know, what you need to do. So, yeah, I mean, this is is, is good stuff. So if you were going to give, like, say, three do's and three don'ts to sum up. How a customer should be? Yes. Um. Do be polite. Do be generous with your tip. Um, you don't have to go out of control with it, but don't be stingy. Yeah. It's the it's the worst. People don't realize that we 100% live off of our tips. Yeah. I don't get any paychecks. They say zero. Um, so keep that in mind. It's people taking care of other people sort of thing. I, I wouldn't go to someone else's job and expect a free service either. Exactly. Um. So tip people when you get served, uh-huh. be polite and be patient. I mean, sometimes bartenders are busy and there's nothing they can do to get to you quicker. And as long as you're not a jerk about it, it goes a long ways. I don't know. That's, I think the the simple things. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Be simple. I have to say one thing that I have a pet peeve. Mm-hmm. I have one pet peeve. I'm very patient. I'm very, I say, please. I say, thank you. I say, hi. I do all the stuff. I tip. And it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the other people who are at the bar uh-huh. and they're not drinking. They're just standing there. Standing there. And they're just standing there. They're not. Taking I, I think space. You should, no, you should be at the bar for two reasons. Either you're ordering or you're closing your tab. Yeah. Or you're opening your tab, whatever. I don't, don't just stand there and, and then. Block the bar. And yeah. You're just taking there. space for no reason whatsoever. You're just making out with your girlfriend. You could do that over there by the, by, by the wall. In the corner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nobody, nobody wants to see that. And you're just wasting time and taking space because that, that could be me. You know, you could be taking on the other side of the bar, taking care of me, making more money faster and all that. But you're just there. And there's. And I've actually had to, to come up and say, hey, look, man, yeah. what are you doing? Are you opening a tab? Are you ordering? What are you doing? Uh, just chilling. Because it's a cool thing. It's a cool, like, oh, yeah, I'm at, I'm the, at bar. the bar. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. And you're like, no, dude, go. Get, no, get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. It's one thing if you're not busy. But if you're busy and you're standing in front of my well where I'm trying to serve drinks, that's that definitely. I'll tell people to move. I'll just be like, can you slide over? I'm trying to help this no, guy. No, tell them to get the fuck out. Yeah. Just leave. <laughs> go do your stuff somewhere bar, else. I mean. To be fair, bartenders can be annoying too. Like there are, I'm sure pet peeves that bartenders do to other people, to, as, you know, from the customer standpoint. Um, I'll say there's one. As maybe it's there's one is I usually order from people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's especially guys, it's like guys don't take care of guys unless you know them. And when when I walk into a bar and the whole bar staff is a bunch of dudes, I'm always like, look, they're going to take care of the girls first. 
Yeah. I mean, if I was behind the bar, <clears throat> I would. Yeah. So why that would can be they, a, Yeah. yeah can be and a it's maybe the same thing the other way. I mean, girls take care of guys first. I don't know. Yeah. I know that I, I know this, but I know that when it's a full a bun bunch of dudes and I'm like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> I'll just order once. I order three drinks and not have to go back. Yeah, I'll take take care of the guy at least. But you know, I know it's it's. I'm gonna yeah. have to wait because this is a group of six girls on the other side of the bar that he's talking to. So all right, that that's the one thing. Yeah, I see. But otherwise, when bartenders are rude or jerks, and I've I've had bad service when I've gone out before, mm -hmm. and I would say to those people, if you are working in an establishment that you really don't like and it's stressing you out. And you really can't have fun at your job. And you just, like, why are you even bartending? Get, get out of the industry or get a different bartending job because you're missing the whole point of it. If you're, if you're not in it to have fun and mingle and... Then, then you're doing it all wrong. You, yeah, yeah, but I mean, th they're having fun. It's, it's just that they're just either they're taking a sweet time. Yeah, because they're, they're schmoozing to, some ladies. It, exactly, yeah. exactly. And I'm like, dude, no, don't. I could be giving you a twenty dollar tip right now. Definitely, I and, can see where that would get old. As a female, I don't. You see the other way. I don't. Um, I don't. I, t I take care of my friends first. I will say that's where I'm kind yeah. of biased. Um, but guy, girl, no. I, I generally we have a lot of guys of where we work. Yeah. So. We kind of usually split it up to some degree. Guys will know. Guys generally go after the girls, and the girls will go after the guys. But if there's girls in front of my well, I, I try and take care of who's there first. Yeah. But I can see it as when I'm a customer in a bar. Yeah, when you're a customer, do you see like... I, as a young blonde girl, I don't feel like I ever get discriminated against, but I'm not a guy. So I can see where that would be an, an issue. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. It's okay. It's not that bad. But you can tell. You can totally see that. Yeah. Especially when, like I said, when the staff is all guys. Yeah. You, you can really see that. And I was I was out th this past weekend, and I forgot where I went. Um, I think it was Ten Oak or one of those one of those places. Yeah, and it was all guys. All guys. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, there's this group of ten girls that walk in. And they're ordering, they're high-fiving, they woo and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, I'm not going to snap my fingers. I'm not going to say, hey, yeah. hey, hey, I don't know you. You know, I'll try to be respectful. I'll wait my turn. Hopefully, you've seen me because I'm the only one on this side of the bar. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that bartenders have that, like... Peripheral vision. Yeah, they, they can see, okay, this guy's been waiting. This guy was first. This girl was over here. So I think you have that... Yeah. You have that special power or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. It's just good. The view from the behind, behind the bar is completely different from looking in at the bar, I will say. Yeah. We see a lot more than people give us credit for. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So I'm just standing there like, okay, he's going to come to me at some point. And then, yeah, once he's done writing... His number on the yeah. thing, and then taking a picture of the bachelorette party. Then he comes by, yo, man, what do you want? Uh, I'll take a... Yeah. Uh, I'll take two Captain and Cokes. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have to do this again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. So let's uh, play a little game. Okay. It's called Instant Feedback. So it's kind of like a word association type thing. All right. So you close your eyes, and the, and you say... the I'm saying... A few things, and then you tell me what pops in your head. <laughs> okay. First thing, it, it it's this is not PG. It doesn't matter. Oh gosh, I might be slow. I don't think I'm quick on my feet. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Ready? Ready. You sure? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here it goes. Favorite drink to make? Vodka Red Bull. That's the simplest too. Yeah. Yeah, it's so easy, <laughs> and it's an expensive drink. So. It is. Well, you have to upcharge for the Red Bull. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That is right. That is right. Right. Okay. Frat guys. 
<laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That was the answer. That's the answer. <laughs> okay. Happy hour. Mm, slow. Slow. Where I work, it's kind of slow. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, shots. Mm, pickle shots. I see. I can't get with that stuff. That pickle shot stuff. You like that? I like pickle shots. That's my. Ugh, I can do the shot, not the pickle. See, I like pickle shots. Because it will, the pickle juice will absolutely mask the flavor of whatever you take. I, and I'm not as hungover because it's not as sweet. Ugh, I can't do that. All right. But your breath will smell like pickles, for sure. <laughs> Carry some gum. Always. All right, last one. Okay. New Year's Eve. Busy. <laughs> do you make most... Shit show. Really? Always? I mean, I've seen it, but... It's really busy. I like New Year's Eve because you don't see fights or... You know, that's, you don't? that's very rare. Halloween, New Year's Eve, those type of events, people have spent a lot of money. They're usually dressed up and they want to have a good time. They're out to, to be wild and silly and dance. Yeah, and, but I thought it's, I call those nights amateur nights. Oh, they are amateur nights, but people, people are going out in a good mood. It's really rare. Not that it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. That shit goes awry on a night like that. Because uh-huh. like I said, people are in their suits. They're in their dresses. They're in their expensive costume that they made. So you don't see a lot of fighting everyone's on cloud nine because yeah you know all right and it's busy so i generally like that and those are i'm not a big at work drinker mm-hmm. but those are a couple of the holidays that i like to i'll take a few shots with everyone too and champagne toast and it's, it's just a good vibe all around sweet all right so for take take anything away from this be patient don't be mm-hmm. a dick tip well be nice and if your bartender's busy <laughs> just just be patient. That's the biggest thing because they try and make money. This is this is what they do. So respect that. Uh, do you have any shout outs? You want something you want to plug? You have don't you have a party coming up or something? I do. I am. I'm, I'm moving to Australia in three weeks. Ooh. Having a big party December 18th at the Brew Exchange where I work. It'll be really fun. We'll have DJs. Back is going to be there. <laughs> when is it again? December 18th. Yes. So it's actually a week from today. Yes, I'll, I will be there and I will buy you a drink. If you're not there, you could you could tell me you're going to be there and I would believe you because I'll be wasted. No. You'd be like, oh yeah, I saw you. No, like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I will make sure you know I was there. <laughs> it, one thing people know about me is that if I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. Because, I mean, like I said, you're, you've uh, you've taken care of me many times. I really appreciate it. No, I, I honestly, I love what I do. I I got, I'm into this for way longer than I ever thought I'd be into bartending just because you're I, doing great because I enjoy it. And until I have kids and need to have more responsibility, oh, you'll have some stories for you. Kids. Then, then I'm not going, <laughs> I'm not going to stop until I'm too old to do it. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris was saying that there, there was a, a bar in Seattle where the guy was 70. It's still a bartender. And he started when he was 18. It's a little bit different for guys. Guys have a longer shelf life than female bartenders. True. You you don't see any female bartenders in a bar downtown over thirty five, but you'll see men that are. You have to think about that. No, yeah, I haven't seen it. No. Yeah, there's there's kind of a shelf life for for a female bartender. So Maybe. I know that, but <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy it till till then. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're doing a great job. Uh, you want to shout out anybody? Since you, I mean, this is going everyone up, at the Brew Exchange. This is going up. This is going up. Here. This is going up tomorrow. So this will be like your sign off or whatever. <laughs> Fun to thank people you've worked with, whatever. This is all you. Go ahead. Oh, man. I love the Brew Exchange. I love our owners. They're really, really good to us. We're about to have a crazy Christmas party and I'm on Monday. And I'm thankful for them. And everyone I work with, they're truly some of the best people that I've met ever. 
Um, Baki, for having me here. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, this, thank you so much. This has been fun. I was a little nervous, and it's it's so easy. I could keep talking. Look, <laughs> seriously, we could. We're we're at like what 40, 40 something <laughs> minutes now, and uh, you're gonna have to uh, get to work soon. Um, yeah, but thank you so much for coming. Uh, it really means a lot. Um, and um, let's see what I have on my end. Got to plug a few things here. Uh, this Friday, uh, the 13th, uh, is Night Fever, uh, number XXXXII42, if you speak Roman. Solo the Boost Trains Tribe over at uh, Holy Mountain, over uh, Red River, uh, between Red River and 35 on 7, East 7th Street. Uh, $10, Lance, uh, Herb Strong, Rex Rhythm. It's Ooh, all fun. Oh, yeah. Their, their parties are dope. I mean, it's everybody dance. You know, it's always like funky, Latin, slash reggae, slash disco, slash whatever you can think of. I like, haven't been to Holy Mountain yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. Oh, it's a nice. It's, it's a nice the old venue. beauty bar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great place. Uh, and then Saturday, this Saturday at Plush Dub Academy, all the DJ DJs will be there. Benzo, Slice, KB, Boom Baptist, all the guys, no cover at Plush. That's Saturday. And Monday, Nasty's 17th year anniversary nasties oh wow yeah this is i think it's the longest running party in town uh dj mail has been doing it since this started i mean it's crazy um and they have this guy uh four colors act red bull the red bull world champ uh dj really good stuff and then friday 20th peligrosa uh, six year anniversary at Empire Control. Have you ever been? Have been to Empire yet? No, but I've heard it's, good things about that too. Oh yeah, it's it's a nice venue. Me too. working five nights a week. Yeah, you gotta have your nights too. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have your nights too. And I welcome you. Say, welcome to the side of the bar, Lauren. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, Pretty Grossa, uh next Friday the twentieth, um, and then they're going to be inducting DJ Manny. You guys probably know DJ Manny. Um, so that's going down. Uh, thank you so much again for talking to me. Uh, you guys, this is uh, episode three of the Feedback Podcast. Uh, subscribe. We're on iTunes. You can uh, put comments. You have something to say. Email us at podcast at thefeedbackbak.com. Uh, share with your friends. Tell your people. And that's it. That's all I got. Thank you. Good thank luck you. tonight. Good night. I know you're going to work. <laughs> so all the best to you. And on the other side of the world, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see, see you. So you'll be you'll be back. You'll be back. Of course, you'll be back. Uh, there's a there's a high probability. Exactly. He pulls you back in. All right. Thank you. You have a good one. Ciao. Okay. So uh, just before we go, as a, an <laughs> appendix, or I don't know how you call it. Uh, Lauren's going to tell us some of the stuff she's seen from behind the bar. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy what you will see from, from the bartender's view, uh, watching people work. the. I've seen groups of girls just work men for drinks and go from guy to guy to guy, getting drinks bought from them. And in the crowd, you wouldn't notice. But from the bar, bartender's standpoint, uh-huh. you totally notice. There's a guy that comes in all the time with a different girl. And it's ridiculous. I mean, I... And I just think, what? where is he meeting these girls? Are they online? Um, You've seen married men? Oh, yeah. I've had, I've had three married men in the course of my history of bartending confess that they cheat on their wives and ask for my 
my, my educated bartender's opinion on a bit, on it. And oh yeah, sure. People people tend to ask for a relationship advice from a bartender, and I'm not really sure why. But asking what they should do about their marriage and their Your mistress, now? and yeah, I guess so. Apparently, therapist. making vodka rebels makes me qualified to. <laughs> but people will confess things to a bartender. You get a few drinks in someone on a slow weekday. Yeah. Secrets are coming out. And oh, I swear I would kill my wife. Yeah, yeah bitch. People, she's getting fed as a cat. They'll tell me about their mistress, and they'll ask me what they need to do, and I'll be like, why are you in your relationship? And, you know, they can't get the divorce because of kids. And I, um, when I was in living in Alaska, I worked at a bar, and this is not to freak anyone out, but there's a lot of pilots that come through Alaska. Because uh-huh. you pretty much have to go through Alaska to get to Asia, that, that direction. Um, so pilots would come in and, like, Married pilots would be hooking up with the stewardesses and getting hammered, you know, like a f- nights before they have to fly out. It's terrible. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I love. That's what I love about this is that if I, I love that conversation with bartenders, DJs, because I'm like, you guys see what we don't see. I mean, I'm pretty aware when I go out cause, because of feedback and because of just yeah. my crazy, crazy brain and uh, fascination with all this. I'm aware of things. I watch. Yeah. I, people say that people watch, but you only do it to a certain point until either you're bored or you're drunk and you don't give a shit anymore. But I'm always aware of what's going on around me. So if there's, you know, a, a, a dude who's just going from girl to girl because he yeah. kept getting rejected, I'm going to see that. Oh, yeah. It might end up a feedback post, but I'm going to see that and I'm going to be entertained as hell. I love watching people dance ridiculously. That's think that's fantastic. And people that get wasted and make out with other people at the bar. Like on the bar? All, anywhere in the bar, whatever. As long, like at the bar, on the bar, wherever. I think it's really funny. I almost feel like snapping a picture when that happens. I remember I was always fascinated by girls who would get on the bar and dance. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? There's this thing. Girls have. I'm guilty. I've done, I've done that. Oh, I've, look, it, it's not judging. It's or whatever makes you oh, happy it's not at my, that moment. It wasn't my classiest moment. But. Yeah, yeah, look, it, it's fine. But the first time I saw that when I came, to, when I came here and I was like, is it a, a stripper fantasy maybe that girls have? <laughs> oh, totally. There's, there's one pole in the entire club, and that pole is always being used. <laughs> there are three support beams running through Brew Exchange. You know the ones I'm talking yes. about? They're small, smaller, they're but they're square. Yeah, they're square. You, those are stripper poles come weekend. People use those like stripper poles all the time. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's really great. I love it. Well, thanks for sharing that. It really, this is good. This is good stuff. (laughs) All right. And we're done. Have a great night. Ciao.